With the NowJobs app, you're only three clicks away from a new student worker. Let us introduce you to the NowJobs app. That's extra help in just a few clicks. No fuss, no administration. Download it now. Available in Belgium, the Netherlands, France, and soon in Germany. Now jobs. Get the job done. Ka-ching! your kids lock the doors you're listening to hr's most dangerous podcast chad sowash and joel cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts complete with breaking news brash opinion and loads of snark buckle up boys and girls it's time for the chad and cheese podcast welcome to a fromage free the chad and leaven does your podcast i'm chad Living the American dream in Europe, so wash. And I'm living totally objective as ever. Funny when I was in. <laughs> and on this week's episode, we have House Party Reactions. The UK revives the spirit of Florence Nightingale. And wait, we're still talking about job boards? You're goddamn right we are. Buckle up, kids. It's going to be a bumpy, bumpy ride. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. European. Talent. Intelligence. What does it mean? Imagine a world where it's easier for you to find and know your target group. Where it's easier to recruit and attract the talent you need from a European talent pool. Every year, thousands of corporate recruiters, HR departments and intermediaries rely on Intelligence Group to make that dream a reality. Intelligence Group is the European market leader in recruitment talent intelligence. With innovative dashboards and tailor-made research in 28 European countries, it is our job to empower you as a state-of-the-art, data-driven recruitment business partner. Recruiting with data is great. Recruiting with Intelligence Group is better. Learn more about our services at intelligence-group.nl Intelligence Group, market leader in European talent intelligence. All right, Levin, what's going on, big guy? Well, it's been a busy week, as you know. It has been a busy week. And this week, Cheeseman is out. You don't have to worry about listening to, to steak and grill marks, but we've got a whole <laughs> lot. We've got a lot to get to. Plus, we have an awesome interview at the end of this episode. So let's go ahead. Let's jump straight into shout outs. You go first. Who are you shouting out? Shout out to the Belgium football team for giving the Dutch football team a false sense of confidence by <laughs> losing 4 to 1. And uh, next time we're going to win from Wales because those bastards from Wales, they won from Ukraine, which is so mean. So now we're going to win from Wales. We were supposed to lose from Ukraine, but they didn't. That's my shout out. Wow. Yes. Belgium did get tuned up by the Netherlands. That was four to one. And you're saying that's a false sense of security. I, I appreciate that because we know World Cup is coming soon. And, and, and Belgium yeah. is, uh, you're, you don't have a bad group. Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. So that's, that's not too bad. Uh, but yes, I have to say Welsh kicking out Ukraine over the weekend, you know, if you're Welsh, you're happy. And if you're anyone else, it's much easier <laughs> to hate the Welsh, right? Well, I think I think the Russians were happy too. 
I'm sure they were. Yes. From a propaganda standpoint yeah. uh, and a marketing standpoint, no shit. Cause everybody would have been, would have definitely had their own home team, but the Ukrainian team would have been number two. My shout out goes to, this is going to surprise you, German unions. Last week, we talked about Elon Musk, who in a leaked email to employees demanded workers get back to the office for a minimum of 40 hours a week. Well, that didn't play well in Germany with uh, Brigitte Dietze, a regional IG metal leader said in a statement, quote, in Germany, an employer cannot dictate the rules just as he likes. And a worker can rely on the strength and power of her or his union if she or he does not want to accept the demands of the company, end quote. Recognizing the German constitution's protections for labor organizing. Sounds like Elon's bid to become world leader isn't going that well so far, Levin. Still an Elon we trust. <laughs> In this case, he probably made a stupid mistake. Asking people to come at least 40 hours to the office again, the at least was the wrong chosen word, I think. In Europe, we have a 38 hours working week. So making that at least 40 is kind of pushing it with the unions. <laughs> I think it's interesting just from the standpoint of, once again, we keep talking about how many of these organizations are actually just saying what they're thinking. Others like Google, they're trying to boil the frog and try to slowly pull their employees back and then mandate them back into the office. We see that happening slowly where Elon's like, he's just saying what's on his mind. Hey, get your ass back in the office. I don't care. This is about control. It's not about reason. No, probably not. And his excuse saying, I used to sleep in the office to give people confidence that, uh, and that's, this is one of the reasons we didn't go broke back in the days. He's maybe right, but even he's the boss and you can't expect the same enthusiasm from your own workers. Yeah. Well, that's the funny part is when, when a leader says, I slept here overnight. Well, yeah, you actually get a hell of a lot more money than I do too. So <laughs> good for you, right? Indeed. Oh, uh, shit. So uh, my last shout out, shout out to all of the attendees who are making the trek to conferences all over the world. First and foremost, the E-Recruitment Congress, which you know was a huge hit in Belgium. And then the masses flooded Vegas for our second show of the year at Unleash. Uh, the FOMO is real, kids. So do not, I repeat, do not miss RecFest, the biggest open air TA event in the world coming to you on July 7th at Nebworth Park in England. We, Joel and I, are emceeing the Disrupt stage, which is all about technology. And, and wait a minute, are, are you going to be there leaving? I was just thinking, I'm actually leaving for Scotland to eight. So maybe I can combine it. But um, I'm going on a trip to Scotland with my family. So I don't think they'll be too enthusiastic about uh, joining <laughs> Wreckfest. But I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll try. Okay. Well, when you do, go to chadcheese.com, click on events in the upper right hand corner, get your tickets. Uh, bring the kids probably before noon because get things get a little crazy after the bars open at noon. But it is a blast again. Beat the FOMO. Get out there. Enjoy it. We can't wait to see you there. You ready for some topics? Topics. That's the topics, baby. Oh, my God, dude. So you've had one hell of a week. Are you feeling lighter with the Bain Capital news off your back finally? Yeah, definitely. It's been a hell of a few months, I guess, not just a week, but um, now it's in the open. Everything is okay. The deal is true. So we're happy. And I hope Bain is too. I know they are. 
<laughs> okay, so we're missing Joel this week. So what I did for for you and, and the listeners is, is I have a clip of him actually reading through the Bain Capital news from our show last week entitled Bain Capital House Party. Here we go. All right, Chad. Well, once again, everything this podcast touches turns to gold. <laughs> we should change our name to the Midas Touch Show. Anyway... Our good friends at House of HR in Belgium announced that private investment firm Bain Capital, maybe you've heard of them, has entered into a share purchasing agreement for the acquisition of a 55% stake in the company. Financial details were not disclosed, but trust me when we say it was a big number, kids. House of HR CEO Rika Coppin said, quote, with Bain Capital's investment in House of HR, we start a new chapter in our incredible story. We intend to continue our growth path based on strong organic growth combined with targeted and specialized M&A in existing markets. For the full year 2021, House of HR reported revenue of 2.2 billion euros, an increase of 18.8% compared to 2020. Chad, this is clearly a house made out of bricks. Your thoughts? <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. And, uh, well, you know, Bain has a super yacht, so why the fuck not? Mm -hmm. Okay, again, for listeners, if you haven't checked out last week's Bain Capital House Party episode, I encourage you to do so. Leaving, I know you heard it. So what did you think of Joel and my analysis? Well, uh, I like you thinking that uh, everything this podcast touches turns to gold, and I'm sure this is the reason why Bain invested in us. <laughs> I must say, I'm happy it's Bain. I mean, we've been through the whole process, I think it's yeah, three years ago now, and um, we've, um, we saw some major companies, Bain was one of them, we saw some others, you know, the big, big investment funds like Bain, mm -hmm. and a few of those uh, three years ago, they made an offer, but our current shareholder, Naxicap, thought they could get more out of it, and they were right, and they didn't need to sell because this is a it's a pretty good company. They get a, the twelve percent EBITDA, so they can give themselves some kind of cash out each year. So it was okay, and they they could wait. And the reason why they didn't offer three years ago enough uh, in the eyes of Naxicap was because they thought, what if there comes a downturn? How will House of, House of HR react to a sudden, let's say? Um, a declining of the economy. Mm -hmm. And then we got, we got COVID and nobody expected COVID, but during COVID, we succeeded in even growing. We, not one of our companies lost money in, au contraire, how do you say it in English in the country? Yeah. They, um, they even, they even grew. So, um, even their, their margins grew. So, um, that was the best proof of us being sustainable and being very adaptive, being able to adapt to a fast changing situation. And COVID was the best proof. So now Bain was, was convinced we were uh, able to, to stand in the biggest storm. And I think this is the reason why now finally they decided to uh, invest in us and uh, go for the long run. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what was the number that was landed on? We, we, had, we saw published 2.5 to 3 billion euros. Can you, can you settle that number for us? I'm probably not supposed to, but it's uh, much closer to the tree. 55%. That's pretty awesome. Also, your thoughts on my comments around you come at the king, you best not miss uh, how House of HR 
the growth that you guys have seen has been amazing. But at the top, the the big dogs saying the Ronstads and the Adecas, they've been they've been struggling, right? They've been they've been making money. Don't get me wrong, but they've been fighting back and forth. And two of those on the top of the mountain, it's a little bit easier to knock one of them off. Are you coming at the king? Is that is that what we're seeing with Bain Capital? Well, today, Ronstadt is the king. If you're talking in uh, just revenue, Ronstadt is the king. Uh-huh. Are we coming for the king? Probably not yet. I mean, we have <laughs> 2.2 billion. They have about, uh, last time I checked, I think 27 or something. So um, there still is a really, really, really big gap. But the gap is closing. And if you told me five years ago, it'll be bigger than USG people, I would have laughed. But uh, today, it's almost the case, or it is the case. So uh, we are growing fast, much faster than the markets. And now with the new capital from Bain, we'll be able to check for new markets, to uh, invest in new countries, to grow organically, but also to buy. So I think the future is bright. Okay. So that being said, when you're looking at expanding into new countries, any on the hot list? Hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I can share. Maybe not yet. We have to keep something for our next episode, right? Yes. Good call. Good call. Okay. So I, I got to say again, Bain has approximately $160 billion in assets currently under management. Uh, when I heard that Bain was the entity that was uh, taking controlling stakes at 55%, I thought, wow, this is fucking big. So congratulations to you, to Rika, the team. And uh, it's just great to see uh, House of HR just explode like this. Yeah, we were happy too. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I've talked to Bain and asked him, uh, you have 167 billion assets. Is this a big deal for you or not? And they said, yes, because in Europe, we only close three deals like this each year. So we've been working very hard with a very big team on this. And I must say they were extremely professional. I wasn't uh, that directly involved in the whole process. I mean, it was mm-hmm. mostly finance now because they already knew us. I, I met them three years ago and I have some even during this process. But I mean, they asked so many questions to uh, about ICT, about legal. And I'm going to quote them. Three years ago, they said, we're going to crunch our numbers until they confess. So finally, uh, <laughs> our number our numbers confessed, uh, and they, they probably told the right stuff. That is amazing. Again, uh, House of HR, Bain Capital at the altar. That does that's pretty amazing. We will be back, and we're going to talk a little bit about the revival of Florence Nightingale right back after the break. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. Everyone deserves their best job. That's what Fiji stands for. We make a big difference for independent recruiters with the strength of our fast-growing recruiter network. At Fiji, you can be your best self and work for the company you'd like whenever and wherever. We support you with the best digital and online recruitment marketing. We offer professional business development support, recruitment specialist training, and a bit of rebellious network meetings. Let's join strengths and help more professionals find the job they love. Celebrate recruitment and join Fiji at FYGI.nl. Okay, Levin, so the cash just keeps on coming. Uh, The following report coming from tech.eu, a London-based marketplace that connects vacant care home shifts to local nurses and carers looking for extra work. Florence has raised $35 million in Series B. The funding will be used to further expand the product offering to include services beyond 
elderly care. Since 2017, Florence has raised close to 50 million, looking to make the lives of nurses not only more manageable, but also more profitable. Florence cuts out the agency middleman and gives those healthcare workers direct access to open shifts. Healthcare has been hot for years now, Levin, like decades. What's your thoughts on Florence getting into just the UK space? First of all, I always start with the name. You know, I I think names are important. Mm -hmm. And Florence just is a great name. I already spoiled it. Franz Nightingale, she used to be, (laughs) she was a former of modern nursing. She used to be active in the Crimean War in 1853 it was in Europe mm-hmm. everyone knows this huh? not sure about America but in Europe we all know it was from 1853 to 1856 and Russia lost to an alliance of France UK Ottoman Empire blah 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 so um, Florence Nightingale used to be a very very famous nurse mm-hmm. and now they've chosen this name so uh, it's a good name first point I like the name and then of course you can't go wrong with nurses feel safe at night sleep with a nurse they say so uh, nurses <laughs> Nurses are a good thing. But um, we uh, have been struggling to find good companies in, for example, the, the segment of nursing mm-hmm. and of nurses. And we have um, TMI in, uh, in the Netherlands. We have um, Avanti in Germany. Yeah. And they are doing really well, but it's hard to find a company which is for sale. Yeah. 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 And, and doing a good thing because there are not enough nurses and it's very hard to get them on board and to uh, to to put them at your clients so are you seeing are you seeing this because of the population boom because here in the US the, the the boomer generation is huge and they're retiring and obviously you know healthcare has been i don't want to say an issue but it is becoming more of an issue because we need more healthcare workers are you seeing the same thing in Europe that we're seeing yeah, here definitely and also our eyes opened during COVID. I mean, we just didn't have enough healthcare professionals. And there has always been a problem, but suddenly it was acute. It was, it was a massive problem. So now people are aware of it. And I think today having a platform to match nurses and opportunities can be a huge success as long as you can, can convince the nurses to use it because yeah, yeah. they don't have big difficulties in looking for a job. So that will be um, their biggest issue to convince the nurses and to have enough opportunities for them. Because I know many hospitals, my wife is a, is a doctor and mm-hmm. um, it's a, even more, how do you say it? Uh, they aren't the biggest um, innovators oh, yes. concerning, concerning HR. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very conservative business and human resources is conservative already, but human resources within the nursing or within the hospital healthcare, it's even worse. So those people are probably not the most open to using new systems. Right. But if you offer them something which works, they will use it. What about nurses or healthcare workers working across European borders? Is it, Do they have that kind of mobility or, or, or do they not? Because here in the States, in some cases, you have to have a certification state by state. Is that the same thing country by country in the EU or just Europe as a whole? No, um, that's for once. It's, uh, I think, better in Europe than, I mean, state by state. That surprises me. In Europe, it's okay. The moment you have your, um, your how do you say it? Your um, certification. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Your certification to work as a nurse. Mm-hmm. Within the European Union, it's not a problem. And also, many companies tried 
it's a, probably the wrong word, but importing nurses from outside of Europe, like the yeah. Philippines mm -hmm. and uh, the north of Africa. But as far as I know, it's never succeeded. Why? Because there was a language problem and you can't give those people a, a really good course, yeah. but even with a one year course, they just won't be able to speak to the patients as they should. Yeah. That's, that's a problem. And that still is a problem in Europe. Even within Europe, there are so many languages. Yes. Yeah. Everyone speaks English. Yes. But the old people, maybe they don't. A friend of ours in Portugal, she's a healthcare worker. She actually worked in Brussels for, I think it was three years. And uh, she, she did speak uh, Flemish and also Dutch, uh, probably not as well, obviously, as, as people oh, in Belgium. But uh, she did say that, you know, it was something that, you know, you had to focus on very heavily and it, it was hard. So, yeah, that was a huge issue for her. And she's back in Portugal now because, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot easier for her to, to find and, and do work. I can imagine. And we had the same experience with different uh, jobs. We had people working from Portugal in all kinds of industries mm -hmm. all over Europe. But now they're um, getting back to Portugal because the economy is growing also there and people want to go home. Yeah. And nurses are a different thing. And did you know, by the way, that I'm not sure if it's the same thing in the US, but uh, in Europe, within all job categories. Categories, yeah. Cat categories, right? Mm -hmm. um, nurses are the most active on social media. <laughs> really? Yeah, because uh, from all of the categories, nurses are the most active, and the less or the, the least active are. Um, who do you think are the least active? Probably the physicians, the doctors. Not even the legal profiles. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because they probably don't trust anyone, so they stay away from it. And I guess they're right. Yeah. But uh, nurses are very active, so maybe a digital profile using social to connect and uh, social referral mm -hmm. with nurses that could work. I believe in it. Yeah, I think I think tech provides quicker access to open positions and quicker access to labor as well, right? So it goes both ways. So not to mention scale. So that's something that it's hard to do with human and we humans. And that's what we talk a lot about on this show. So if they can get some type of adoption from healthcare workers that can see that within different healthcare systems, they can pick up different shifts, then there's, I think there's an opportunity there. We're seeing the same here in the U.S., with different platforms that are opening up as well. So it's 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 pretty encouraging because if we can better utilize the workforce that we have now, uh, then we know, I think, in better, better areas where to grow. Uh, and it sounds like Europe is in pretty much the, the same situation we are. Yeah, of course. And people are getting older, so we need more nurses. We need people for the, the elderly institutions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. You were talking about the shifts and... I looked at the trust pilots from um, from Florence. They have they use trust pilots to mm -hmm. um, give people the opportunity to give their um, experience with uh, with the, the platform. Yeah, and overall they have a very good score. But I was surprised. I'm going to quote one. Uh, one of the users of of uh, Florence said, "Please don't waste your time registering. It's a great company overall." But they've overemployed people, especially in Glasgow. No shifts at all. I wish they controlled that. You'll go months and months without shifts. And I was surprised because I thought their biggest problem would be getting to the nurses. Yeah. And I thought yeah. the companies would be all over them. Mm -hmm. but apparently, 
they're not. And that's probably because it's so conservative. Maybe, but this also might be that supply versus demand kind of curve that you have to work on. Now that they have the supply, they can go back to the companies and they can start selling that demand. Because I mean, really all this is a, a new age type of staffing, right? It's happening via transaction versus kind of quote unquote placement, let's say. So it, it could just be that they're ginning up a bunch of talent to be able to go back and then start getting adoption from the uh, the healthcare facilities. I agree, but you can't let your talent wait. And uh, yeah. this guy, it's only one guy, of course, but he says uh, you'll go months and months without shifts. People won't wait months and months. I, I just remember we I was talking to someone from TMI, uh, the company who is also in um, secondment of, nurse, of nurses in, uh, in the Netherlands. And they had a great idea and it works really well. Uh, you know, the Netherlands used to have colonies like, um, and they still have them, but they're not colonies anymore, uh, like uh, St. Maarten and Aruba and um, some other islands oh, yeah. in, the, uh -huh. in, the Caribbean, in the Caribbean. Yes. And they work with those islands and they have uh, offices there as well. And they offer nurses in the Netherlands the opportunity to go work for six months or longer if they want to. Uh, at let's say uh, some island in the Caribbean, and this, of course, for young people is great. You uh, oh, yeah. finish high, you finish high school or college, what's yeah. it called, and um, you can go uh, to get some experience and get a nice suntan. And that's the reason why they get so many nurses. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. they also put people in in Switzerland where they just get paid ridiculously well. Yeah, for uh, an uh, intensive care unit nurse, they get about nine thousand euros a month, which is. Enormous. Yeah. Well, Switzerland is also pretty damned expensive. Indeed. Yeah. But we have Avanti in Germany and they put German nurses in Switzerland. They don't have the language problem. It's the same language. Yeah. And, uh, and they have the big uh, money advantage even from Germany to Switzerland. We will continue to take a look at the space, not to mention Florence, because this is going to just explode. Uh, but at this point, we're going we're gonna to move on to job boards. That's right, kids. I said job boards. People are sick and tired of talking about job boards, but... <laughs> Hell yeah! According to our friends over at the Intelligence Group and their 2022 survey, Indeed is the European market leader as most named and preferred job board. Quote, Indeed has a strong position in Western Europe, particularly in the UK, Ireland, the Netherlands, France, Sweden, and Germany, uh, said Gert-Jean Wasdorp, founder and CEO of the Intelligence Group. But you got to remember that Europe has a bunch of countries in it. So the argument made by an article in Totalent could therefore be made that Indeed is the Europe's market leader, but the leading job board company pays very little or even no role in various Eastern European countries, some Scandinavian countries, as well as Spain and Portugal. These countries where local job boards have heavily dominated. So did anything surprise you in this survey? Oh, surprise me, not really. But um, as you say, Europe has a bunch of countries in it. And in the countries where there is a big local brand, then Indeed will never be number one. Yeah, Link LinkedIn is something else. LinkedIn offers much more, but Indeed basically is a scraper. And they scrape, and they're very good in scraping, but scraping isn't rocket science. And they are very, <laughs> very good in search engine marketing. And that's yes. also not rocket science, but it's more complicated. So Indeed is really good, but they live thanks to Google, everyone else. Mm -hmm. So Indeed is, in my opinion, pretty easy to copy. And if you have a local approach with a, a local knowledge of the markets, you can, in my opinion, pretty easily win from Indeed. Indeed 
as a gunner. And I mean, they, they need Google and Google doesn't like him. So their situation <laughs> is just not comfortable. LinkedIn is something else. They have their own sustainable database, uh, self-sustainable database. They have over 800 million of CVs, which are up mm-hmm. to date. You can't copy that from day to day. I mean, people need to make an effort. You, you need to make a new profile. You need to put your information on it. Why would you? Right. So right. I think LinkedIn, yes, indeed. Pff, the reason for existing <laughs> is, uh, is, is lowering. Well, it's interesting, though, because indeed has still they're still getting lifts uh from google uh i mean decades in and whether google likes them or not search engine optimization is about trust and history right and and Mm. indeed has that uh and google likes something about indeed money i guess (laughs) they have trust in history yeah but i was surprised you talked about linkedin i was surprised about the piece of intel where linkedin yes linkedin is increasingly becoming a source sourcing channel and talent are leaving LinkedIn because they're sick and tired of getting spammed by recruiters. Yep, that's right. The development in the UK may indicate that LinkedIn is past its peak. So, you know, you were just talking about how they have that great database, but the problem is if it's being spammed, if it's being used in in what job seekers think nefarious ways, that could also topple LinkedIn, right? Yeah, but spamming is only for like, I think 10% of the profiles. I mean, if you're an IT or a .NET programmer, if you are a, an engineer, you'll get spammed. But 80% of the profiles aren't one of those. And those people probably are happy when they get a, a nice uh, job offer. So I guess, yes, for the most needed profiles, they might try to ignore you and they, they will leave LinkedIn. They probably won't leave it. They just won't check their uh, their mails constantly. But for yeah. the others, I think it will still work. So I got to say, great survey and data from the intelligence group and sponsor of the podcast. The five top job boards. This is This is funny. Number one, we talked about it indeed. Number two, LinkedIn. Number three, info jobs. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Number four, this just blows my mind. Monster. Number five, Stepstone. So first off, many Americans that are listening to this podcast have no clue what info jobs is. Are they in multiple countries? Are they all over Europe? Or are they just really heavily good in certain countries? Well, they call themselves the leading career site in Europe, as uh, <laughs> so many career sites do. I hardly knew them myself. They're, I guess, Spain-based, if I'm right. And they are okay. active in, in a few countries, but um, in our Main countries, they are not active in the countries where, where, so I've never worked with them. I hardly know them. I know their name and I know a bit about them, but, uh, but not really. So this is one of those local branches who try to conquer Europe, but it's difficult just because it's a bunch of countries indeed succeeded because they had something new when, when indeed started the the scraping thing was new. So they actually conquered the world. But if you want to do it now again, It'll be difficult. Monster is still in the top five. How in the hell is this even happening? That's fake news. I mean, it's <laughs> it's impossible. But uh, in Belgium, uh, the last time I saw um, the real numbers, they only had 6,000 users a month. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. To give you uh, something to compare with, because Belgium is a small country, we only have like 10 million people. Mm-hmm. But um, the... Flemish Department of Labor, VDAB, they have a job board and they have over 100,000 users each day. So um, Monster is nearly dead in Belgium and it's 
a bit better off in the Netherlands, but I think they um, they are um, retreating to the United States. Is this just brand awareness, really? I mean, job seekers yeah. have known, especially older job seekers have known Monster for so long. It's just the first thing that they spit out of their mouth. Yeah, of course. I asked my students, um, which job boards do you know? Huh? If you if you give them a list, tell if you talk to them about Monster, they think it's an energy drink. <laughs> I mean, Monster, they don't know it. They have never heard about it. Why would they? Yes. I, they're, they're 20 years old. They, Monster is not making any commercials here. So how could they know them? Yeah. And that's that's the reason. That's the reason why those local brands are mostly doing good mm-hmm. because they're part of publisher groups and those publisher groups have newspapers, they have websites, they have mailings, they have um, all kinds of other stuff. So they keep repeating to new groups of people that they exist and Monster just couldn't do it. It's the same with Stepstone and Stepstone is part of a bigger group. So Stepstone probably can to a certain extent, but even they have problems. Yes. No, they pulled out of France. They're yeah, obviously indeed. heavy in Germany. So yeah, we've seen that Stepstone are having their problems as well. If anybody wants this survey, you can go to Intelligence Group. Just go to Google and Google Intelligence Group. They're in the Netherlands. Check it out. You can download it there. Levin, we are going to end this podcast on on a damn good note. And and anything that has to do with the E-Recruitment Congress is a damn good note. (laughs) Anybody who missed it, the E-Recruitment Congress happened earlier in May. We were lucky enough to be on the ground and doing some interviews. This interview is with Arianne Elbers, founder and managing director of Get Noticed. Enjoy. Hey guys, we're back at, uh, we're live at the E-Recruitment Congress here in beautiful Ostend, Belgium. You're, you're feeling the FOMO right now, we aren't got you? A, we got oh, a yeah. Dutch-Belgium uh, speaker stereo situation here. Anyway, I want to introduce Ariane Elbers. Ooh, he is the co-founder. You like that? That was good. Yeah, I, yeah, a little Dutch in there for you. Uh, he is the co-founder and CEO of Get Noticed. Ariane, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Another stylish European joining us. Yes, very much. <laughs> I love the uh, cowskin Converse Chuck Taylors. Those are... And they're from the States. Of are course. They? Yeah, 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 really. Very Everything nice. cool is from America. Chuck Taylor, just so everybody knows, Columbus, Indiana, Indiana. kids. Yes, That's sir. right. That's where Chuck Taylor came from. So tell us, today you're on stage, got a chance to actually talk. What'd you talk about? Well, I uh, had to talk uh, about future-proof recruitment websites. Future-proofing yeah. recruitment websites. We need that because there are, impossible. there are a lot of shitty recruitment websites that are out there, right? Oh, I'm, so I'm right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How does a company, because this is such a deep kind of like conversation today, let me throw this out. We've talked about this on hundreds of shows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Candidates are applying to jobs mm-hmm. and they are not completing the application. Mm-hmm. 92% yeah. are not completing the app. That's a horrible experience, I know, right? I know. It's, I like, know. it's like clicking buy now and not, not, not <laughs> yeah. completing the purchase. Yeah, almost. Putting something in your cart. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of empty carts out there. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you change that 92% to more of, of ejection rate to more of a 92% of application We want rate? 100% completion. Yeah, yes. well, I, I I love to question the guys because my talk was mainly uh, about this topic. How do you increase your conversion? And uh, it starts with a great candidate experience and stop uh, using uh, applicant buttons, apply here. You don't use, use the form in your page. That's one. Don't ask more than you should ask. 
There it is. Just ask. So half an hour application process, not smart. That... That's 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 actually pretty good that, for a lot really of good. sites. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And I had to show uh, the crowd I was uh, presenting for. Uh-huh. Uh, th- they use accounts for uh, applications and killer questions. No- I say there's only one knockout question I believe in. As a dear candidate, do you have a heartbeat? Yeah. <laughs> when yes, yes, you're through. When no, don't ask. Don't, it's stupid. Don't yeah. do it in this market. So. Uh, yeah, make it make it easier and think about your candidate before uh, doing it. So your product sits on top of an ATS. So your your hope is that when someone clicks jobs on a corporate website, they go to your site. Absolutely. So give give our listeners a few tips on what really works on that landing page, if you will, Ooh. and what doesn't work. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you go to get noticed and you buy their product. That's that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> End of podcast. I get noticed. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, uh, I think uh, in first instance, it's very important to think uh, and rethink about your target audience. Okay. Because w- what, what do we recruiters and marketers and, and uh, HR professionals do? We send our message to the world. Yes. This is my job. Here world. That's it. Here world. Take it. Like a man and use it. <laughs> that's that's real strange because you have sub uh, sub uh, uh, target groups you want to talk to. When right. you, when I want to talk and communicate to trainees, it, it's it's another type of labor market communication than I use with uh, professionals or with students or with people who are uh, I don't know uh, coming uh, in via uh, site uh, site recruitment or otherwise. So that's very very important, and you have to use your labor market communication for that target group and not for the rest of the world. Not the world is your customer. Right. I'm a very big believer of that And that's that what everybody concept. does, right? They're like, yeah, absolutely. well, everybody's going to come to our website, <laughs> so we have to make sure we have a broad enough, yeah. right? Let's, so, let's be as vanilla as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yes. very, very vanilla, please. Yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's so, correct. So how do you, I guess, from the standpoint of an organization, let's say, for instance, that is incredibly diverse with regard mm-hmm. to the types of positions and whatnot, do you like force them out to different landing pages that are more focused on them? 100%. Or? Yes? Okay. And we uh, uh, also use career domain pages. Ah, so, for yes. example, I, I used an example just 10 minutes ago for, uh, for Dutch Bank. Uh, ABN AMRO, when we made a career domain page, and it's a domain page of everything in risk and control. All jobs and all communication and all uh, answers on the question, what's in it for me, as a potential candidate, is being answered over there. I don't have to uh, entire you with uh, HR jobs or with marketing jobs. No, it's about that. So um, that's the first. So the, the, the target, rethink your target audience and the Second advice I'm a strong believer uh, of is one conversion is no conversion. You have to use soft conversions. So, for example, we made a case with a big tech company, real big high-tech company, where there's only an application button. But some uh, of your uh, target group uh, audience is very shy when it comes to uh, doing an application. So we added another button with question. Do you have a question? It's so it's so simple like it sounds, but it increased conversion with more than 40%. So people had more questions right out of the gate and they didn't just Absolutely. want to apply. And since you could answer their questions and you made them happier about their, or at least 
more wanting to apply because they knew at that point, okay, yeah, no, I know more about this organization now. Yeah, but it's also an alternative for okay. an application. Right. And what does the recruiter do? Through the phone, of course, he smells an engineer from 100 miles away. So he says, okay, that engineer is mine. But you don't, uh, so the, the application itself is a little bit exciting, dear engineer. Okay, let me talk to you via, you have a question about salary or the contract or the procedure or whatever. And then we see the, in, the, 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 the increasement and it also stands for the job alerts uh, for other questions for newsletters for content questions for job notifier using whatsapp facebook messenger make it make it via soft conversions i love the dutch humility in that he said a big tech company but didn't even mention the company (laughs) (laughs) talk about mobile for a second i think sort of we take it for granted but the the amount of traffic that comes in through mobile the preference of people to apply to jobs and visit mobile sites i think people don't appreciate help them appreciate it unless i'm wrong and then what tips would you give to make sure the mobile experience is different how is it different what do you got to make what 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 checks do you have to to de- you know tick off to make sure that your mobile site kicks ass well i know you've talking also a lot about it in your podcast but how do people have a resume on your smartphone you don't and don't try well we have a google drive or dropbox no forget it don't ask for uh, a resume uh, when people are doing an application online so your website has to see on what device it has been looked at at the moment and uh, if you have that then you can serve them uh, a a mobile first website we are really mobile first builders so that's the first thing we look at we know indeed 74 75 percent of all traffic comes in via smartphone and people want to convert directly so kill the resume and kill the motivation let the recruiters do their jobs they have to do it i want to do an application via whatsapp facebook messenger or uh, only a name and an email address and a telephone number and that's it that's it i love that you said messaging and i think people forget that as part of the mobile strategy um so i'm glad that you brought that up the mobile strategy right now right it should be many strategies yeah communication (laughs) mobile uh we'll get to the metaverse in a second yeah cool (laughs) cool but keep keep talking about the mobile experience and how to, to make that as good as possible yeah, and, and we, we uh, optimized our uh, websites for mobile, and we saw okay when you use with drop down, so you get a little a, a sh- a short title uh-huh. in your communication, and you give a drop down is more friendly to scroll. People know how to scroll with one hand and one. Th- thumb only right they know how to use it yeah. so trust them so go back to the don't have the apply button or don't have the typical resume what's mm-hmm. your recommendation or how do you guys do it is it a is it a chat situation whereas while i'm answering questions i'm also filling out an application is it just give us some basic information yeah. and we'll email you the application later how do you guys do it well it really depends on the on the sub target group on the target audience also because i know for example that high tech professionals you don't use chatbots on it in in some uh, for some companies who sure. tested it, yeah. they're not happy with it, so don't do it. But uh, who's not the employers or the job seekers? No, the job happy. seekers. Job seekers yeah. aren't happy uh, with high tech uh, professionals who were looking. Yeah. They were annoyed by the uh, chatbots. Developers, developers did not want yeah, a exactly. chatbot. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. it's where developers and I, th- I don't need it right now. I'm not uh, on Amazon or, or I'm on, too good uh, for a chatbot. <laughs> I need a person. Yeah. I, I develop a chatbot and you yeah. suck. I made this. I stuff. know what you're yeah. doing. I'm on to you. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly. not going to take it like a man. Well, so. 
but I think it really depends on the target audience. It can be very strong, but you have to really take a, take a look and, and you have to make the conversion fit to your target audience. So for an account manager, it can be another wise of conversion than for an executive. You're talking about a lot of customization. Yeah. Are you creating those separately, separate landing pages for each of these campaigns? Are you? Is it one central site where, hey, if someone comes in from... Portugal, they're going to get Portuguese. If someone comes into the site from America, they're going to get English or have the option for Spanish. Like, what recommendations do you give? Should it be one central uh, homogenous site, or do you do you like a lot of landing pages and and specific strategies? Well, yeah, it it also depends on the customer. Okay. And, and and the customer budget because like we yeah I know <laughs> it's, it's, I want everything but yeah, okay. yeah I have no money but no I money have no money yes and, and some customers they think and they call us and say well we need a high end recruitment website and can you build this and 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 then we will ask further why do you need it what do you want to go? Yeah, I want yeah. to hire uh, twenty uh, call center agents and I don't build a high end recruitment website right it's it's too much guys no build reason build a great landing page and that's enough that's it yeah when you get all the way for enterprise client we can make uh, multi-language multi-country and you come in at your own uh, domain in your own extension and you uh, uh, i prefer that you also i direct you as soon as possible to, to your career domain as the example i used for the bank i know you, you know you want to do something in it or in marketing i i don't want to show you the rest i know you're not going to do uh, uh the hospitality or the the the, the hr so when you're in marketing. All those companies that are out there today that have half hour application processes, yeah. right? And they come to you, right? And yeah. they say, I need you because you're consulting them, right? I need you to do this, but I have to have, you know, this long application process. Yeah. What do you tell them? Well, stop it. That's, that's I, I, yeah, it's real. That's, and we tell them, okay, guys, look at the world of e-commerce. Every question you ask is killing four five six percent of your conversion rate so it's a wonder when somebody <laughs> fills in 20 uh, gaps in your application form it's a wonder you have to hire him blind because of uh, his uh, attitude is superb people don't want to do it and a lot of customers think well when you take the application uh, and the job serious you will go sit for it but it's absolutely not true yeah. people leave you in an instant heartbeat and, uh, and they go way to be never being heard of again yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're in a job seeker market right now mm -hmm. so you have to be flexible absolutely and future proofing means that you should be able to to, to be more flexible it's in adapting, your process adapting. right okay in the process but also in the type of jobs okay so a lot of i heard this morning i i, I could uh, translate to my uh, own business and own type of business i think it has to be flexible i don't believe and people ask us questions and clients uh oh, what do you do with ai and vr and ar i, I, I don't know we built great recruitment websites guys uh, what you have now it's not okay <laughs> please increase it and please optimize this in first instance and then let's talk about ai but yeah. you have 500 jobs to fill get a life get real yeah yeah, yeah. all right let's talk about it because you may not be doing it but i know you're thinking about it okay virtual <laughs> reality yeah augmented yeah. reality yeah absolutely metaverse yeah are you buying are you buying or selling any of those and why um, where, uh, how do you say it in English? Uh, scrunching against it to, to the virtual reality. We're, we're touching it. Toe in the water. Okay, dipping the toe in the water. Yeah, okay. that's, that's a nice one. Dipping the toe. We want to use 
virtual reality. That's really cool because I can show you how it is. I don't have to tell it, I can show you. And that's why I believe in a great candidate experience. What we did build was a, was a 360 environment, a 360 environment with an interactive question and learning part. So the candidate could touch it itself and it touches VR. Stop talking to Cheeseman about touching. Oh, sorry. Stuff, okay. <laughs> it's too intimate. <laughs> it's just too please, intimate. Please go on. Please say more. <laughs> so, so VR, you're <laughs> bullish, or you're yeah. buying VR. Well, I, I, I think it's too, too it's difficult. It's on the curve, right? Yeah, it's on the curve. And yeah. it's too difficult to send the gear and the glasses and, and, and to do it good. Uh, it's too difficult and, and too, uh, too heavy to use it on a daily basis. Joel has a suit. That's why he's, he's excited. <laughs> I know. I don't, that is really cool. <laughs> I have a room and a suit. <laughs> and a lot yeah, of time. And the room I is fly for his, around. <laughs> his wife to lock him in. Yeah, leave me alone. I have gravity-defying cables <laughs> in my cool. room. You he see said, it. He You're said cool. <laughs> he's Dutch. He's down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get focused. Okay, yeah. okay. VR, so VR. You're 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 buying VR. Absolutely. AR. Didn't see the big solution, but still looking for it. Yeah. Absolutely okay. Looking for it. All right, metaverse, What's, the big one. Yeah, metaverse. That's that's what we're all looking for. Of course, what are we doing? Are you buying the metaverse? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not buying the metaverse. I'm not buying. The I don't metaverse. know. It's uh, it's it's difficult. My my marketing professionals are buying it. They're they're in love with it. Have yeah. customers prospects asked you about the metaverse? And if so, what do they know? What they want to do? No, they, they haven't even brought no, it up yet. They have uh, they have an issue, and in Dutch we call it uh, it's ietsisme. There's something, but we don't know what it is, yeah. and 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 that's that's it. So they're still trying to get pay per click. For God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> It's the truth. He liked yeah. that. Yeah. He liked that. <laughs> so a lot of customers ask us about it. And in the early years, the same was about uh, Google for Jobs. What's it going to be? What's it going to do? It, it was a buzz. And people ask us and they call us. Well, that's not. we don't want to dominate the, the metaverse. But I have, I'm fair. I have some recruitment marketers in dienst. In, 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 uh, on my payroll and, and, and they are in love with it. They, they're absolute true believers. Uh-huh. I don't know it yet. So, Ariane, Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate the time. Now, if somebody wants to find out more about you or get noticed, where would where would you send or them? Or jump in the metaverse. Or, <laughs> oh my or, god! Or on your room suit. Uh, yeah, that's cool. We're not talking about no, Joel's no, no, room no, suit the, anymore. No, the the, <laughs> the most easy is getnoticed.nl. Getnoticed.nl. That's awesome. .nl. Is there an English version? Uh, no. Say, <laughs> Use your translation uh, browser extension. It happens on Google automatically. Go ahead, Joel. Say his name because th- you got his name right. Ariane Elbers. We appreciate there it. There it is. <laughs> Thanks for coming down. Enjoy the rest of the show. We out. We out. To me, that interview says what's old is new again. Well, leaving. That's another cheese-free episode in the books, my friend. (laughs) We out. We out. Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one cheddar blue.
nacho, pepper jack, Swiss. So many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.